This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans. How are you? Welcome to your ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast, Around the Rim. I am your host, LaChina Robinson, joined by my fantastic and fabulous producer, Tarika Foster-Brasby. And I do have to say that our co-host, two-time WNBA champion Deborah Peters, is on this podcast, but she's not on this introduction because... Because <laughs> <laughs> we raggedy. <laughs> we just have bootleg things that happen on our podcast every once in a while, and today was a bootleg day. But it's also <laughs> a special day because we are giving praise and also bidding farewell to one of our podcast favorites. I think she's definitely been on at least once, if not twice before. Yep. The one and only fighting Irish legend... Neil Ivy is going to join us on this show. And for those of you that have listened to my podcast previously about Kara Lawson, about Lindsay Gottlieb, I'm sad, but I'm happy, but I'm sad, but I'm happy. <laughs> Neil made a major jump to the NBA as an assistant with the Memphis Grizzlies, leaving behind her longtime mentor, the Hall of Famer, Muffin McGraw and Beth Cunningham and Carol Owens. But, um, Who's going to get that job? We didn't talk about that. I'm going to say, what about Michaela Mabry? I was thinking, like, who in the world is Coach McGraw going to put in her place? Oh, that's <laughs> tough. You don't want to have to fill those shoes, right. literally or figuratively, because there is no better dressed coach in all of college women's basketball than Yale Ivy. So if you want to dispute it, don't. Don't. <laughs> um, but she's also a genius. I've watched her... Late nights on scouting reports. I've watched her in-game adjustment-wise. We have all said to ourselves, she is already a head coach. Um, could have been the head coach at any in NCAA women's basketball program. And I'm going to say that right now. The, this interview has already been recorded, but I didn't get to really ask all the questions I wanted to ask because I actually had to depart the podcast early. That's but right. that question was asked. Oh, it was? Mm, so don't spoil it for okay, the fans. Okay, don't spoil it. But <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been outspoken about the need to hire women coaches. I've also been outspoken about the need to hire women of color in head coaching, especially at the Power 5 level. You saw Don Staley win a championship. You saw Carolyn Peck win a championship. Like, you've seen what Vivian Stringer has done. Like, it, it, it the success comes. But... This past year, with the number of Power 5 jobs open at the Division One level, no women of color were hired. And no, I'm not saying you hire just because it's a woman of color, but you have to start asking yourself some tough questions. Felicia Leggett-Jack up at Buffalo, outstanding coach. Mm. Carol Owens right at Notre Dame. Jolette Law. I mean, the list goes on and on and forever on. Joni Crenshaw is doing a great, Taylor, doing a great job at Georgia. But... When we Coach have McPhee. so many women, right, Yolette, mm -hmm. but when we have so many women that are playing, women of color playing Division One college basketball, where is that translating into leadership? But anyway, get off of that horse because that has nothing to do, or maybe it does, I haven't heard the answer, with why Niel decided to <laughs> make the jump to the NBA. You'll have to stay tuned to hear, but she's... Amazing. And we're happy for her. And we're also happy for the Nancy Liebermans and the Jenny Busex and the Lindsay Hardings and the Kara Lawsons and the Christy Talvers and the Lindsay Gottliebs because we are seeing more women coaching in the NBA. And that's a good thing. Anything else, Teresa? 
No, I think you just kind of have to have to hear this one for yourself to really understand how awesome uh, Neil really is and, and how Notre Dame really has some big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So with that, um, Neil's our entire show for this week. We will be back with the show next week. I won't be here, but um, supposedly Devereaux Peters is going to be our host and put on our own show. I'm putting some pressure on her right now. Um, so stay tuned for that. But we hope you enjoyed Lindsay Whalen last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you have not, dig that up. We've got plenty of episodes that you need to go back and hear. And then we will be back to start the playoffs full force and ready to go. Here we go. All right, basketball fans. So we have a special treat for you guys because our next guest is one of those bittersweet guests where you're so excited for her and yet you're so sad for yourself and you really don't want to be selfish, but you kind of are. For the past 12 years, we've seen her kill the game as associate head coach for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, but also as one of the best dressed women I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Dev LaChina and I are very happy to welcome two time NCAA champion, once as a player and once as a coach and current assistant coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, Coach Neil Ivy to the show. Welcome, Neil. <laughs> hey, Neil. Oh. I just got to say this. Are we sure it was only 12 years? Because I feel like it was longer than that. I know, I right? Like it was longer than that, too. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it felt like forever. It for a long time. Okay. Welcome to the show, DL. <laughs> now, listen, Thank I you. gave Thank the... I gave the like the kind of like the PC introduction. So now we're going to have Dev give the real introduction oh, to who Neo Ivy is. <laughs> real Neo Ivy. Lord. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm like so excited right now to even like have you on here to talk about this. Because I feel like me and Neil have been talking, you know, her going to the next level for a minute. Um, just because she's that good, you know. And me and Neil... We came into Notre Dame together. Her first year as a coach was my first year, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I like I like to joke, but this is that serious. Like, my I didn't make any friends at Notre Dame until second semester of my sophomore year. <laughs> so I spent, like, all of my time hanging out with Neo, literally, like, <laughs> every day going to her house, hanging out, watching Jaden. Um, <laughs> like, literally kicking it. She got my whole entire DVD collection. I was up in there before oh, she yeah. barely had furniture. Like, didn't have no cable yet. Like, we were just in there kicking it every day for, like, two years. Oh. So, for me, this is, like, crazy because I saw, like, when Niel came in, you know, she was, like, the player's coach. She was the one that, like, joked around with us and got us in trouble for talking during practice um, and, like, was making jokes with us. And I seen her, like, grow throughout her time at Notre Dame into, like, becoming, you know, that serious, real-deal coach and – Checking her first player, I remember that day, the first time she really, really checked the player and, like, got out of that, like, I'm the joking, I'm your friend, coach. <laughs> right. Dang, that's a sad day. Right. That's a sad yeah, right. day. Yeah. It was real. Everybody yeah. remembers that moment. It was, we, were, we were playing UConn. It was halftime. And she te- she got to, oh. like, like, to the point where everybody in the locker room had stopped and li- was listening to her. <laughs> oh. Like, checked somebody. Yeah, that, was, like, that, that was the moment. Yeah. I'm like, what happened, in the, what happened to coach? <laughs> right? Yeah. We had some of those moments, but yeah, that was a lot. And then, yeah, and then just now, like seeing the coach you've become into this, and like there's really, honestly, no one more deserving because I see the work she puts in, all the hours she's been up, like late at night. Like y'all understand how hard this woman works. Like 
I've been to the Final Fours and seeing her up at like four in the morning scouting still. Like, wow. <laughs> she yes. works hard. It's yes. real. It's real out here. So Thank just know did. that this ain't no fluke. This ain't no like, oh, we're just trying to bring women in. Like, this woman knows exactly what she's doing and she absolutely deserves to be in this position. So, yes, I'm yes, so deserving. And I caught Niel on the <laughs> night or two when she was up all night. That's what I want to know is, is you, I mean, you won assistant coach of the year. Everybody knows that you're one of the top assistants in women's college basketball. So why? Why this change to the NBA and why now? Well, first of all, it was a dream. I didn't realize that was possible, you know, and so when the opportunity presented itself, um, you know, I really, I mean, I went to, you know, Coach McGraw, she's my mentor, she's my boss, but she's also my friend. And so I went to her and I just, I told her the situation and, um, you know, just how the message originally reached out. And, you know, her reaction, I mean, it threw me because she was just like, oh my gosh, you know, she was so excited. I think she, because I feel like she's very forward thinking. And she kind of really, um, you know, gave me some great advice and just felt like this was a perfect opportunity for me to um, just grow. You know, she feels like, you know, and I feel the same way. So I'm, I'm saying coach, but I, it's, it's how much I um, value her opinion. Um, but, you know, I've been in Notre Dame, like you guys said, for, for 12 years. And um, it was, to me, if it, if it felt right for my son, because he's, he's a rising senior, so he's starting classes next week, I just felt like if, if, if everything works out with him, because I feel like I'm, I think more uh, professional, but also family, um, with my decisions, if it were, you know, if it made sense for him, I just, th- I felt like this is an opportunity that I just personally could not pass up. Um, I, I have put, um, you know, you try to, you try to go to a place leaving it better than it was. And I felt like as a player and a coach, I felt like I put in, um, you know, a lot and I felt like, it was a good opportunity for me to to try to just get out of my comfort zone and try something that would also help me to grow. Cause I feel like I've grown so much as Zeb just said um, with the time at Notre Dame. And I just felt, I, I just felt it in my heart, you know, God aligns things and presents things to, to you for reasons. And I just felt like this was an opportunity that right now I, I had to take it. So, you know, we asked the really hard hitting questions here. On this yes, we do. Yeah, so my question is, do Go. you have your outfits ready for 82 games? <laughs> yes. Woo. You need I that. That's I a lot. Not, but, yes, my best friend, Julie Henderson, is a model, um, and she, you know, she um, hooked me up with a stylist from New York, so I'm going to get with, with um, a stylist to try to get an idea of what um, <laughs> the season would look like, so I'm going to try to do it by parts. Um, but I mean, I have a, I, like Deb. You already know you see my closet, so I have, you know, great options. But I'm, <laughs> but that is definitely part of after we figure out the basketball side and the offense we're going to put in and all this stuff before training camp. That is definitely a part of um, a lot of my decision making to try to figure out how I'm not how how I'm going to swing swing that that many games because that's definitely about to be triple what I'm normally doing. So, <laughs> we have zero some, yeah. doubts that you will None not slay every single game, girl. We ain't worried about that. Yeah, and by the time this is said and done, you are going to have some kind of endorsement from Macy's <laughs> and burned off. I mean, you're going to have all kind of stuff coming at you. Gucci going to be trying to pick you up. While I'm on this podcast. I'm okay. All we need to make Anybody that out that there. Like to wear their, their clothing. 
we there's, need to... uh, there's any designers, I would love to to rock your your designs. On I'm, I'm gonna put a little promo. I would love to rock your yes. designs. <laughs> Who are your favorites, <laughs> Neil? Who are your favorite? And don't worry for our listeners, we gonna get to the basketball stuff. But since we talking fashion, <laughs> and Neil is okay, she's the standard. Who are some yes. of your favorite designers? Yes, for for shoes, definitely Christian Louboutin and Jimmy Choo. I love those two, but Jimmy Choo really because. Um, I just, they have, they're really um, actually pretty comfortable. I know it doesn't seem like it, but they are. Um, and I feel like my, my style has evolved, um, you know, even from Banana Republic. I try, I like to do, um, you know, high-end pieces with, or I guess high-low pieces. I, I love Zara. Um, mm. um, you know, I like um, Diane, Va- I can't even pronounce her, the pronounce the designer's name. Girl, if but, you don't know it, I definitely don't know it. Yeah, yeah DVF. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Okay, I've seen that. Um, I've seen DVF. Yeah. I've seen that. Yes, I can't even pronounce her, um, her the designer's name. But um, let me think. Let me think. Nordstrom is my favorite favorite um, retail store. I love Nordstrom. I love so they Nordstrom. always have a lot of different um, designers within that I go. That, that's like my go-to. So I guess it just depends. Every year I try to find different pieces, and I feel like if it fits, I'm like, okay, I like jumpsuits, pantsuits, those type of things. So it just depends. But Norsham is usually my go-to, and Zara, I like to find a lot of pieces there, you know, in style with blazers or skirts or something like that. But I'm sure it's going to change. Every year I feel like my, my style has evolved. So sometimes I don't even know the designer. If I feel like it's something that fits, I'm like, oh, that was a good one. You know, so I'll just, <laughs> yeah. Add <laughs> them to the list. That. I'll add them to the list. See, I'm but, still yeah. shopping at the rack because I didn't make that Final Four money. So I'm at the Nordstrom <laughs> rack. Girl, y'all doing better than me. I'm making Target look amazing out here. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm at that rack. I don't know how much you're willing to share, Neil. So please tell me to mind my business um, if it's too much. But there are two areas that I think people are are wondering about as it pertains to the workload for a top assistant like you at the college level and that of what you would be doing in the NBA. So tell us a little bit, first of all, about your job description, because I'm not going to just jump to the money in, 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 in life balance quite yet. But yeah. um that that's where I'm going next. Like when you look at what's okay. comparable, you don't have to tell me how much money you're making, but first what are your responsibilities? And then was it attractive monetarily and in terms of just maybe having a little life balance cuz you don't have to go home every night and call recruits on the phone. So Right. I'm gonna throw, right. let me throw that out there. But start with the, what your job description would be. Yeah, well, um definitely just very similar to Notre Dame from what I've been told. But honestly, we're, we're having a coach's retreat. Yesterday was my first day, um, so I had orientation. I was, I was, I felt like I felt like a freshman. Honestly, I was like, I felt like it was the first day of class because I'm just walking to a whole situation, really not knowing anyone. So, um, but so I will. So I say that to say so that we have a retreat next week, so I'll know a little bit more, kind of how I think we have we have six assistants on staff, and so how Coach Jenkins um, is going to kind of divvy up the responsibilities. Um, so it's a lot of player development and so every day it's, um, you know, I'm working with different people today. It was the first day I worked with Jay Crowder. So I think every day, I think they're going to find a way to kind of have, um, opportunities to work with a lot of different players. So not just the point guards. So I think that's really, that's going to be awesome as far as for my own, um, development as a coach, but just having an opportunity to work with a lot of different players. So player development is definitely an on court, um, you know, scouting, very similar to Notre Dame. But like you said, that the recruiting part that is out, you know, I have no responsibilities with recruiting, so that's going to be a lot different. So it's going to be a lot of, lot of basketball, a lot of film study, um, you know, even with the guys and, um, you know, that kind of thing. But I will honestly will know more once I can actually get 
um, you know, with with the with the, my boss and kind of see how he's gonna how the, the year will look like. So, but there is I a possibility that you'll do scouts, like you'll actually present yeah. scouts. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. I, again, like I, I'll I'll find that out soon. But in the interviewing process, that was what was said. So it'll be scouting. So I don't know how they're gonna divvy up the you know who gets which scouts or that kind of thing with being six assistants. So. We'll see. I will let you know. I can maybe we can have a little uh, around Christmas time. I could tell you exactly how it's going to be. <laughs> right, you'll be right you'll now, be right knee now, deep. My, <laughs> yeah. So right now that's that's my assumption. So, and, but I'm you know I'm ready to work and grind. So I'm going to do whatever's necessary. How I, I'm going to help out as much as I can. So I'm going to do whatever I'm told. And with having a son and Jaden, and he's correct me if I'm wrong. He's committed to Purdue, right? Is that correct? Yes, he's okay. Mm-hmm. So he's got one more year with having a son. How does this position? Because we talk a lot about women and having work-life balance. Like, does this mm-hmm. help a little bit with you having more time for him, or is it going to be challenging with all the traveling with the NBA? Like, how do you see that working out? Yes. Well, our, we are so blessed that um, a, he's at a prep school right now, so he's not with me. So he's in a prep school, Lalamere. It's, it's like Laporte, Indiana, which right in right in between South Bend and Chicago. Um, and so that's a, I mean, that's, it's 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 definitely a sacrifice because I'm not with him, but it's also an opportunity. It was a great opportunity because I I can be 100% all with the Grizzlies, and I don't have to worry about you know, him being in school out here in Memphis and, you know, worry about, like you're saying, like work-life balance, kind of worrying about taking him to school and that kind of stuff. He is in a boarding school, and it is um, a really great academic school. So I'm really, really excited about that, excited for him, something that he really wanted to do. And so he's he is set, you know, he's good. So it, it allows me to have, one hundred, you know, 24-hour, um, seven days a week, ready on board with um, the job here. So it, it worked out perfectly. And I just, like I said, it's, definitely just everything aligned um universe everything aligned for jade and i to both be in a situation where um we're in a you know i don't have to worry about him and um he's in a great situation academically and and, um athletically and all i would like to know nia was was it an attractive offer yeah it was an attractive offer but it definitely um i feel like my decision wasn't uh it wasn't based on money to be honest like it was um really based on just having this opportunity to to learn like I'm really I'm always hungry for knowledge I, I feel like I was always trying to um, you know go to NBA camps WNBA training camps um, going to you know women's colleges if they allowed me to come in because sometimes you know kind of tricky like mm-hmm. I try not to ask to ask somebody to come into practice and we're going to play him on the schedule but you know I try <laughs> right. to see as many as many new practices or talk to coaches just pick their brain just to learn and I just felt like I mean how I mean learning at the with the best players in the world, best athletes in the world. And, um, you know, I could only learn and grow. So I felt like the the opportunity was kind of what attracted me to this, um, to move in this direction more so than money. Thank you for being willing to answer that question. Cause we do have of a course. lot of coaches on the, on the college level. They're like, Hmm, I wonder what this looks like. And I think, you know, as women, sometimes we at least have to be willing to put the questions out there about about money, you know, and about compensation yeah. and then and how and what role that plays in the jobs that we take. Because Beyonce would be proud right. of us for talking about equity. My question is, a, is basically leading in that same direction as far as like women's empowerment. It's no stranger to anyone who knows anything about Notre Dame, Coach McGraw mm-hmm. and what she stands mm-hmm. for. Um, but what I think well, what I find very interesting is that. 
um, with you having a son, it actually opens up another dynamic. We always talk about how we want to, how we want young women to see other women in power, but I don't think we kind of talk enough about how that affects young men, whether that builds the respect, you know, going forward for seeing women in power or where that becomes the norm for seeing women mm-hmm. making the kind of moves. So I just kind of wanted to, to see or to pick your brain a little bit about how you feel your new role or your position and the role that you've taken has had an impact on your son. Right. Um, first of all, Coach McGraw has completely, I'll go with her, her first, um, has empowered me. I honestly, I would like to pay her a lot of homage because I don't feel like I would even be in this situation. Um, I definitely, like Jeff said, like, I, I definitely feel like I have the, um, the resume. I've worked really hard. I don't think it was something that was given to me. I really worked really hard for this opportunity. But she, Coach McGraw has empowered me um, to have a voice, to be able to even be strong enough to even um, consider and take this position. I think that she is, um, you know, even with her comments that went viral in the Final Four last year, just, you know, challenging ADs, challenging people to hire more women, to put women in, um, you know, leadership positions, bigger roles. I think that was uh, definitely something that um, has really changed kind of the, if you look at the, if you look at the, the nature of hiring after she, her comment, I feel like, I don't know the percentages, but I think it had to, have been higher. Um, I really don't know those percentages, but I just feel like she's just so powerful and has empowered me to be in this position. And then to, and to, speaking of Jaden, um, I always felt like Jaden has, you know, I'm a single parent, you know, Jaden only sees me as far as just like just a day to day. I mean, he has a great relationship with his dad, but he sees, um, he's had the opportunity to watch me work. He's had the opportunity to watch me grow. Even at Notre Dame, his first role models were Debro, um, Skyler, Enrique. Like those are the women that he looked up to growing up. Those were his role models first before NBA players. And I always felt like that was the biggest life lesson he could have, um, being in a college setting, watching, um, following us on the road, coming on the, um, being at practices, being on the road, being on the bus with the girls seeing the work that they put in academically and also on the floor, that has just really shaped his life. Um, and then for me to um, have this opportunity, he's seen the way that I've worked, um, raising him on my own. I've had a village to help, so it wasn't just me. I wouldn't even be in the situation if it wasn't for my family and friends that have and the village that's helped, helped me raise Jaden when the times that I couldn't be there really physically. Um, but I feel like it's it's very empowering. I feel like I'm doing something um I know that this is, this is such a, a this situation I'm in such a huge um, you know the magnitude of it is 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 really uh, impactful and I know that I feel like I felt it even with the announcement mm-hmm. I, you know you realize it but when it happens it's like oh my gosh so many people reached out and, mm-hmm. um, even from Memphis embracing me Notre Dame all of my support so I, I just you know I guess I didn't realize I would be in this type of position but being in it I love it I, I'm, I'm embracing it. I know how powerful it is, and if I can empower inspire somebody else, that's what it's for, um, and I'm excited about that, and I know that I'm empowering Jaden. I know that it's impactful for him because, honestly, like he's stepping out um, in his senior year, you know, going to a prep school. He's completely by himself. This is the first time we've both been away from each other. We're both in great situations that can only um, help us down the road um, to be what, you know, as far as to obtain our, to achieve our goals because he has goals to you know play in college and of course he's going to Purdue but he, I know he has goals to play um, beyond college and to play professionally and I happen to be in the organization you know in the league that he wants to be in that has to be impactful for him and for it's just it's the biggest blessing I could ever say I'm, I have such gratitude 
for to even be in this this position, um, and it's it's definitely bringing us closer. Um, so I'm I'm super blessed and super grateful um, for it. So with um, with women play or coaches and just women's basketball in general, one of the reasons Latina is upset is because you know all of our good ones get bumped up somewhere else usually, <laughs> like mm-hmm. either yeah. going to the NBA, whether it's like coaching or broadcasting, a lot of our good ones end up leaving. Um, what are your goals for the NBA now that you have this position, or do you think you'll mm-hmm. look to eventually come back to women's basketball if, say, Coach McGraw's spot opens up <laughs> specifically? This is Deborah talking, correct? Yes. Um, <laughs> this is Deborah's question. Um, well, right now I really um, – I'm just going to embrace the moment and so um, I just want to be the best assistant I could be really here in Memphis and learn as much as I can and hopefully um, help this organization. We have a young team um, just continue to get better. Um, but I definitely, um, my goal, I guess my biggest goal would definitely to be a head coach. Like I, I, I think that's something I'm always going to um, strive to be. And so if that happens, um, and whenever that happens, that's definitely one of my a dream of mine is definitely a goal of mine. Um, I would love to have my own um, program and um, to be able to run, you know, and, you know, it could be, who knows where it will be, but I definitely want to, I definitely want to be a head coach. So in the future, so I'm just right now going to embrace this moment and and continue working hard where I'm at. And then hopefully one day that opportunity presents itself as well. Uh, Nia, what are you looking forward to most out of this experience in the NBA? I know, so many people have their their own different uh, expectations or mm-hmm. their own little things that they that they want to take out of every single experience. What is the thing that you are looking forward to most out of this opportunity? I just I'm so I'm looking forward to just learning a, just a new perspective. Um, I think I've learned so much from so many different people, and again, being under Coach McGraw, I've learned so much from her. So I'm really, I'm really excited to just learn a new perspective, a new, a new view of the game. Um, you know, the NBA is just the best athletes in the world. So I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, learning a new offensive system, um, a defensive system to just know, learning that the X is no part of it and player development. I'm really looking forward to um, learning um, different, different training. I'm really learning. I'm really excited about learning the player development piece. Even today, I've just um, had have an opportunity to just listen and be a sponge, um, working with the different assistant coaches that are here. They have so much knowledge. Oh my gosh, the NBA—they have so much knowledge. They have so many plays. Right. Um, it's triple, probably quadruple what we had in you know um, in our system. So I'm just really looking forward to that part of it, that piece, um, and just being able just to be around great people like being just you just I just love being around people that just love the game have passion for the game and I feel like I'm going to learn so much just by being around um you know this group because there are a lot there's definitely a lot of people here in this organization and that's new just because um in college we don't have as many as many pieces or Notre Dame we didn't have as many pieces as far as five video coordinators six assistant coaches there's so many a lot of uh, moving pieces in this organization so I'm just looking forward to learn as much as I can, but the player development and um, the X's and O's is something I'm super excited to learn. I know that we got to let you go because we told you 15 <laughs> minutes and it's been well over 15, but this is just so interesting and we're just so excited for you. But I do have one more and it's a double question. Okay. So um, 
you mentioned that you had aspirations of being a head coach, and I'm very curious, and I know the fans are too, um, if there had been any opportunities for you to be a head coach in the NCAA, because it, I find it totally difficult to believe that all that time you spent on the sidelines of one of the best coaches that this game has ever seen, nobody yeah. has ever reached out and been like, hey, like, come come coach for us. So have you had that opportunity? And the second part to that question would be uh, to those who are still assistant coaches and associate coaches and are looking for their opportunity or waiting for their moment, what advice would you give to them, you know, mm-hmm. about patience, about what they can do and how they can position themselves to one day take their game and their career to the next level? Mm-hmm. Um, I have had the opportunity to um, interview at a, at a couple of different places as an associate coach um, at Notre Dame, um, but in really great places I've made, I've made some great connections, um, with a couple different schools and ADs. And I just felt like this timing was a little bit off for me. Um, one, I think it was maybe right, um, right after Jaden's freshman year. And so honestly, I was like, man, he's a sophomore. And so a lot about it was a little bit of timing. And I feel like, you know, everything in life is just about God's timing, to be honest. Um, so those, those, it was a couple of di- just different reasons, but it just, I've met and have had some really great interviews. Um, so that was more family, family decision for, for me. Um, and, you know, I, have a lot of loyalty for Notre Dame and a lot of loyalty for Coach McGraw. Um, and so that was a big part of it, you know, um, just really just being in a really great position at Notre Dame um, with the talent that we have and talent, talent that we had um, the times uh, with the years I was there. So a lot of loyalty and loyalty for Coach McGraw. Um, and then for your second question, uh, my advice um, would be, Honestly, I, I'm now just going to give kind of an overall advice that I definitely wanted to make sure I said is um, I've had great mentors. I have had – I've surrounded myself with great mentors this entire time, um, and I like to mention them, you know, outside of Coach McGraw, Coach Washington, Carol Owens, um, Kevin McGuff, and Teach McGuff. Um, they were all coaches at Notre Dame, either recruited me, my position coach, um, and, you know, all successful, all of them head coaches. And so I surrounded myself with a great circle, a network, and I definitely, you know, reach out and have other different networks. But I feel like my advice would be make sure that you surround yourself with great mentors that can help you through the process. And you talk about patience and just make sure, um, you know, once you have your circles, um, you know, set, try to, you know, professional development, try to get better every year, find something that you haven't haven't done. Um, I know my first, my first year as a coach, like Dev said, you know, I was like a player's coach. So I was, I'm very, you know, very big on relationship. Relationships really matter and it's big in college. And so, you know, first couple of years, I wanted to really establish my relationship with the girls. Um, and then, you know, every year I try to grow with a different area. So, you know, coach kind of you know, put me into the recruiting coordinator position, which carries over with my strengths and relationships. So I got, you know, good at recruiting and then I wanted more. So I was like, okay, she gave me, you know, if it was equipment, if it was academics, you know, I was doing something every year trying to do something new. So I would say just make sure you, you're growing in a lot of different areas. You can't be tight cast as only the recruiter. Like, make sure you get an opportunity, if it's player development, if it's X and O. I think that's really important. I feel like that's the reason why um, I've grown um, the, during the time under Coach McGraw. And I think that's out of her leadership. She knew, okay, I want to I give her something more. So I always felt like that really helped me to be ready. Those, she instilled those tools in me to be even ready to take a position like this in the NBA um, so your mentors and making sure you're getting better um, and learning and growing every year, um, you know, professional development, always trying, always, always, you know, you can never just be satisfied. You always want to grow, um, be an advice, some advice I would, I would say, and also just, you know, patient, just, you know, I, I never was the type that just, 
you know, I'm very loyal, but I've, you know, I've, like, I've been in Notre Dame for so long, not just jumping to um, a, jumping to a new job for money. So I just, I just don't, I think the money will come. I think I'm more big on just being in the right spot and learning and growing and doing well where I am. And I think that money will come eventually if you're really good at what you do. And that's just my philosophy. Really. Um, I don't, I, it's never really about the money cause I just love what I do. And I just love, I love, I mean, I love Notre Dame. I love, um, you know, coaching. I love the relationships that I have had the opportunity to have with these players. And I hope to bring that here and be excited for the guys here. But, you know, I feel like just, you know, money's going to be there. So never, you know, chase, chase positions for, for financial reasons. Well, we have probably taken well over what we were supposed to take of your time. And now that I'm you're so a big-time NBA coach. I'm so excited. <laughs> and now that you're a big-time NBA coach, we know we have to let you go because you have plenty of stuff to do. So thank you for coming on. You know, you know I love you. I was excited for today. And I hope you have a great day. And we all will thank be watching. I, I will be down there. I know. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. What's Uh-oh. up, guys? Ready? When y'all coming to Memphis? <laughs> when y'all coming to Memphis? I got a spark. So, ooh. Um, Listen, you don't have to threaten me with a good time, okay? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's my does. question. You already know I'm gonna be down there, and I didn't oh, I already know before you left. I already got so a second bedroom. That's for nothing. You. Don't worry. Yeah, I yeah. already got my own room. <laughs> I'm gonna You're be not even on the couch all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, China says it. she um is already booking her ticket, so she. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. Sounds good. So when we come to play the Atlantic Hawks, I already know you're gonna be there. So see, we in there. We in there, Neil. <laughs> listen, she did our, look. I didn't heard Memphis got good barbecue too. So listen, right? Yeah, appetite because that's the only thing they do is eat. They got good food here. If you're a foodie, this is the place for you. Amazing. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> well, thank you, Neil. I know you're you gotta welcome. go. Thank you guys appreciate you. Love and you, Dan. We'll see you soon. Love you, too. Okay. All right. Bye. All right, basketball fans. That's our show for today. Yes, Neil, I will be at the Hawks games when you on the sideline. Sorry I had to depart the podcast a little early, so I missed that part. But thank you so much for your leadership, for what you've done to shape young women, for being a leader, for being a mentor, for being a great example and a role model. We're all excited for you, and we are now Memphis Grizzly fans because Tarika just jumps on random bandwagon. Oh, here you go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Please make sure that you are subscribing to Around the Rim so that you can be the first to receive our podcast. You can do that on the ESPN app or whatever podcast app you use. Interact with us on Twitter at Around the Rim Pod or on email at Around the Rim Podcast at gmail.com. And thank you for everyone that has been sending us emails. We get them and we probably should do a better job of reading more of them on air. We'll, we will do that, even some of the one we've already received. But thank you for your interaction, for your loyalty. We read everything you send us. Um, and yeah, anything else to read? Oh, That's- I- I'm at LaChina Robinson on Twitter and Tarika's at she knows sports underscore and Devro Peters is at Miss Peters 14. So hit us up. And meanwhile, have fun. Enjoy the last little bit of the summer because it's over. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.